<laughs> hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Talk and Shed podcast. Uh, today we've got a special guest up here. It's just uh, myself and Drew Egley with SurePoint. Uh, Drew, how are you today? I'm doing well. Good. You are a territory manager, right, for SurePoint? Yes, sir. I cover the what we call the Eastern Corn Belt, which is uh, northern half Indiana, northern half Illinois, all of Michigan, and all of Ohio. Cool. So um, we've worked together in the past on a lot of different stuff, and you know, for a long time, of course, everyone knew them as Surefire. Um, when did that transition take place anyway? That happened just about two years ago in March. It'll be two years that that joint venture uh, between sure, what used to be Surefire and John Deere started a joint venture and we call it SurePoint. Sure, sure. Um, so SurePoint is known to me and, and what I know them the most for is planter tank brackets, the, the tender trailer, quick draw stuff. Um, but before we jump into everything with, with SurePoint, I'd like to dive more into Drew. Um, where are you from? Yeah, I'm from uh, Northeast Indiana, born and raised. I'm about, uh, town of Howe is where I'm from, but that's about 30 miles west of the Ohio line and a mile south of the Michigan line. So right okay. up in the Northeast corner. Yeah. And so from what I understand, you do a little deer hunting yourself too. Yeah. yeah I enjoy hunting. Got some, some kids that are getting into it and it's a good uh, reason to spend some time with my kids sweet that's awesome do you have any luck this year oh we killed two doe no bucks just uh but it was the first deer for both my boys so that was that was pretty fun oh that's awesome that's hard to beat yeah it was i didn't even carry a gun this year and i loved it really how old are they uh gotta see my youngest is a 10 and 12 year old actually just turned 13 so wow that's awesome yeah i I try to bring them along. Uh, I, I brought them along for a few seasons. Uh, we have youth season here in Ohio and then gun season. I brought them along for a few of those. Uh, but then if I shoot one or Cody does, uh, we'll bring them out there in the evening and, and let them help blood trail. And Absolutely. So yeah. they talk about that stuff forever. Absolutely. My daughter was, she's, she'll be 15 in April. She was disappointed. She didn't, we didn't get out near as much with her, but, uh, yeah, there's next year. She was holding out for a buck though. She wanted to show her brothers how to kill a buck. So <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So how long have you been with SurePoint? Uh, just about 10 years and okay. nine and a half years. Yeah. Nice. So, so been around a little while. Um, previous to that, I worked at a John Deere dealer, um, doing the, I was an IS, so precision ag side, and sure. kind of been in ag all my life ever since I was good work, started in ag, so. Sweet. And SurePoint's headquarters would be in Kansas, correct? Yep, they're in northwest Kansas, so okay. um, I think it's about 10 miles from Nebraska and probably 50 miles from Colorado, so we're extreme northwest up there. What started SurePoint? Um, there was a... a Matt Walters and Blaine Ginther um, were working for uh, a company that was, you know, doing much like what you guys do, sell, you know, uh, components and tanks, and they were putting systems together and uh, said there's a need for a, a, a systems approach, not just components. Sure. And uh, kind of went with uh, Matt's brother named Josh and started 
what we know as surefire ag at that point and kind of took off and hmm. took off running grew pretty fast so yeah we're up to like 130 employees now wow really um, we have a harnessing division so all our harnessing is made in-house by our i should say not in-house our sister company called surefire electric or excuse me sure point electronics um and so we make all the harnessing it's all braided Uh, so very durable harnessing we check all our harnessing with a computerized tester to make sure the pins are correct and the crimps are good and that kind of stuff Um, we make a lot of our own electronic components and boards and potting and just Hmm. a whole lot of stuff so wow interesting it's amazing when when some people find a little niche or a need for something what it can grow into yeah it actually that whole electronics division started just because the the harness company we were using just they were quality wasn't what we wanted we were having a lot of issues and we asked hey we'll implement some testing we'll pay for the equipment to do it and they didn't want to do it so we decided well i guess we'll we'll do our own thing Mm -hmm. so sure huh yeah i Surefire, Surepoint is a is just a, a good staple name around any planner. You know they're known for their diaphragm pumps. You know you, you see those everywhere. Um, so let's dive into that. Um, let's talk about on the planner. What products are are most common on the planner? If you know, if, let's say I've got a a ten year old seventeen seventy, I'm looking to add a system. Mm-hmm. Walk me through what you would start with for two by two. Okay. So how the whole process starts for us is we have a questionnaire that, you know, our dealer can fill out or the end customer and we'll try to connect them with the dealer. But we'll, we'll, we basically ask them a whole bunch of questions like, you know, obviously what the planner is, what your rate is, what your speed, how many sections, do you need tanks? Where do you want those tanks? The placement device, just basically about 15 or 20 questions. And from those questions, we'll we'll custom build you a system that achieves that that very need. So, you know, we have different pump sizes. We have electric pumps, we have hydraulic pumps, and, and, you know, based off of like the flow amounts and, you know, overall flow, and then we'll look at individual row flow. We'll we'll put together a system that is going to work very well for that exact need. Sure. Um, you know, talk through. Um, let's talk through that diaphragm pump a little bit. A lot of guys have seen those on the planners. It looks different than most. Usually, you're seeing like a centrifugal hydraulic or a John Blue ground drive. What's different about that diaphragm pump and what what makes it, uh, why did Surefire choose that pump? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, through the years, Surepoint, Surefire has been in business about 15 years. And obviously, we want to distinguish ourselves with something that's different. Well, that, that diaphragm pump is the most reliable pump that we have found. Um, it's an AR pump. They come from Italy. Their diaphragm, you know, the, the different sizes basically adds more diaphragms. So the smallest one is a PR um, 17 that has actually has three smaller diaphragms in it. They're oil bath designs. So 
the pump, the whole center of the pump per se is full of, of oil. So it's all oil bath lubricated. Um, the actual, there's a diaphragm that goes on top of each piston and that separates basically all the moving components from the fertilizer and uh, all every anything that touches fertilizer is is poly on our new pump so again going back to reliability they're hydraulic driven they all use the same motor they i'd say max draw on that's about eight gallons a minute you know most we're not sizing our systems around wide open so you know kind of the rule of thumbs generally around five gallons a minute sure um but from a reliability standpoint you know really about all you got to do is change that oil every year maybe put some new diaphragms after three thousand hours of operation i mean they're just pretty well bulletproof yeah and the reason i've used them a lot is talk about their power of sucking yeah. from like a front tank yeah absolutely they they are they have incredible amount of suction just that diaphragm design um so a very common scenario we'll set them up in is put the pump on the back of the planter. We have some some custom brackets for different planters, and we'll put them, you know, on a, like a 1770 or 1775 John Deere. We'll put it up over the rear tire on the on the center section, and we're actually able to pull from front tanks up on the tractor. So, um, and, and really maximize that capacity of the tractor, and we don't have to have worry about having a pusher pump to push it back it's just simplifies that whole system um in that scenario yeah they have i I think one of the i was talking to some of the guys you know early on they did some testing and they were able to you know we have some pallet racking much like you know you have around here you know it's 10 15 foot in the air and they were actually able to put the pump up on the top of the pallet racking and actually prime from a tote that was down on the ground so yeah the only the only thing we just you know we we put an air bleed on every one um we just need to have a path to air until that gets primed they're they're great pumps not great air compressors so if we have a a vent to air you know atmosphere air uh they really don't have much problem getting them primed at all Hmm. that's awesome and that's a scenario while where i will always lean towards that is when the guy tells me he has a front tank um, I'm always pointing them towards that diaphragm because I don't want to mess around with, you know, a pusher pump or anything like that. Absolutely. I mean, they're they're not the cheapest pump out there, but man alive, I'll I'll put them up against anything out there. I have I have a customer over in Illinois that he was switching his between his planter and his side dress bar, and he's a, he's a good sized grower. Um, and one day I asked him, I mean, it's probably five or six year old pump. I said, how many? How many gallons do you figure that thing is pumped and it was you know like a million and a half gallons and all he's done is change oil and you know every two years he changed the diaphragms in it and yeah just took care of it but it, it really lasted him a long time so yeah yeah that's awesome that's awesome um and then from there let's talk about some of the more in depth you know you've got row by row flow options you've got rate controllers how far can we go with this stuff now? Yeah, I mean, we we can go from, you know, we every once in a while we'll still sell a system with an orifice, but kind of the heart of our system is um, metering tube technology. So basically, I mean, to explain it in a nutshell, kind of think of you take an orifice and you stretch it eight feet long. 
So a metering tube is a quarter inch piece of airline. We have 11 different sizes of ID. So every row has an eight foot chunk of that. That's how we're getting that restriction to create the even distribution. So the, the big advantage is the size of the, the hole that the product flows through. So what we say is a metering tube is three to four times the size of the comparable orifice that you would use. So got it. you can see plugging becomes a way less issue. Sure. You know, our systems only require a 20 mesh filter because that's whatever will pass through that 20 mesh filter will pass through the smallest tube that we have. Got it. That's why we put that 20 mesh filter in there. Um, And we find they have a bigger flow range over the same amount of pressure, like a uh, orifice. If you want to double your flow, you quadruple your pressure. Yep. Um, With the metering tubes, it's, it's not quite as cut and dry as that example, but you know, if, if you doubled your, your uh, flow, you might only raise your pressure maybe 30, 40%. So they just have a more, a wider flow range. So in, a, and in a lot of our systems, we'll put a small tube and a large tube together, give you a way or automatically control two different systems, but, uh, to direct the flow down the small tube or the large tube based off of pressure, you know, we're, we're trying sure. to manage that pressure, whether it be a different product, a different rate. Um, you know, if you have our, what we just call our manual dual, dual tube system, we just have a, a check valve at each row that actually we have two check valves, one for each, um, size of tubing. And then you simply can turn the knob on top of the check valve to control the flow, whether it go through the small tube, large tube, or both. Um, so that helps manage our pressure. You know, the hydraulic pumps are capable of just gobs of pressure. I mean, there's a, there's a pressure relief valve at hundred PSI that keeps us from blowing things up, but I think they're rated at like 300 PSI. So wow. pressure range on those is we try to keep it between, you know, 15 and 70. If you start bumping a hundred stuff starts leaking, you know, uh, flow mm-hmm. indicators, you know, your check valves start seeping and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, we also offer an electronic uh, electric pump option. So in furrow rates up on planters up to 16 rows is kind of where we'll spec that tower system. We call it. Yep. So it's got two electric pumps kind of comes all pre-assembled. Um, but one thing that we really try to do with that is try to keep the pressure below about 35 pounds of pressure. We find that those pumps last a lot longer. All the components last longer. It just just makes for a smoother running system. So definitely with the dual metering tubes paired with that gives us a real easy way to manage that pressure, whether we're um, changing rates, changing products, or even just temperature swings. You know, 10340 at 40 degrees or 50 degrees is got uh, you know, viscosity changes is way different than at 70 degrees. Right. So we, you know, how do we manage that? And that's, that's how we do that. So, you know, um, talked about the manual dual tube system. We have a system called liquid shift and the, that automatically switches from the large tube to this, or excuse me, from a small tube, large tube, and then we'll actually open both back up. We do that based off of pressure. The application for that system is, 
you know, a high-speed planner is kind of what brought that system about. Um, so, you know, you you put your planner in the ground, you start out, you're going four mile an hour, you know, your pressure's 25, 30. You know, if I go, um, you know, start opening it up, get up to, you know, eight, 10 mile an hour, that pressure's gonna spike. It, it'd be, if we weren't managing, it'd be well over a hundred more than likely. Right. So when that pressure gets to 70, that's when we close the small tube off and open the large tube. And that obviously that pressure goes back down. The pressure gets to 70 again, we'll open that large, that small tube back up. So we're falling through both tubes. So it gives us just a huge uh, amount of range, like a 10 X flow range through that system. Right. While we maintain a optimal operating pressure. So high speed planners, applicators, liquid applicators, you know, running a, really? a, a variable rate, uh, rec that's very common, you know, um, and, and then you throw some speed in there, it really gets, uh, you get some very wide rate ranges, you know, flow range through there. Right. So with all our systems, you can add what we call Sentinel row monitoring. Um, it's, we put a flow meter in each row to, to measure that flow. So it's not a ball that's floating that we're measuring. We're actually knowing the exact gallons per minute and uh, gallons per acre. We show that on a ISO display. It'll show, you know, on your deer display, your ag leader, your case, it'll pop up through the virtual terminal and you uh, can see that. Um, so you'll get audible and visual alarms when they go outside the parameters of that. Um, whether it be high or low, it'll, it'll squawk and beep and carry on and, and you know, hey, I got a problem, I need to fix it. Sure. You know, obviously, we still offer the traditional floating ball uh, flow indicator as a uh, more of our baseline. So that's like our standard. Like if you said, hey, I want to quote a system, that's probably what we're going to quote you unless you specify, hey, I want to step up to get that Sentinel row monitoring system. Sure. So, um, yeah, uh, back to that liquid shift. I kind of skipped over that for a minute. Um not only are we managing the pressure, we put a zip valve on each row. So a zip valve is just a baby section valve. So that goes like on a planter, we generally put that on the parallel arm of the planter, close to the point of application. So that's your section valve and your check valve. So there's not a, a traditional diaphragm and spring in that system okay. check valve. We use that positive opening and closing of that mini section valve to act as the check valve. So, you know, you don't have those dripping sure. check valves. And in our testing, we can we found that they can cause some pretty good uh, road row deviation sure. too as, as those springs wear. So. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of liquid shift, Gen 3 liquid shift in the nutshell is that, that auto switching of the tubes and the, uh, the uh, zip valves on each row. Um, so, but the, the, the next, I guess, next step up the rung on the system. So, you know, kind of have the base system, the middle of the road. And then the, the top one is an actual individual road control system. Okay. So we're utilizing that Sentinel flow meter that we're measuring eat the flow of each row through that electromagnetic flow meter. And now we're controlling that row on an individual basis. We have a Essentially, it's a stepper valve with a needle and a seat, and we run that needle in and out 
to control the flow on that individual row. I see. So, in real time. Yeah, absolutely. Several times a second. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Probably like a PWM valve in a way. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's a stepper motor, so we can command it in small steps and large steps, just depending on the rate, you know, how close to rate it is. So when sure. it gets closer, we we just move it a little bit. If it's if it's off a lot, we'll move it a, a wider amount to get to rate quicker. Right. But all that can run through that that same ISO module that can do the, the row monitoring, it has the capabilities to, to run that rate control or that row control system. It can also be used as an ISO rate controller as well. So it, it, it's very functional, that Sentinel module. Yeah. I mean, it's got multiple uses. We can do, you know, just row monitoring. We can just do rate control. We can do the row control. We can control NH3 with it. We can do NH3 blockage all with that same uh, uh, ECU. Really? So yeah, it's a very versatile ECU. Um, no unlocks needed. Can can control up to four different products at one time too. Dang. So so that's we've really put a lot of work into that. Probably the last five years that that Sentinel platform, especially on the you know the controlling side of it. So. And so in the future, is that what is going to end up replacing like the John Deere Green Star and RC2000 or? I think short term, but maybe not long term. I think, you know, Deere's going to have their own proprietary solution. But I mean, it's a it's a great solution. I mean, it works great on the Gen 5 Deere, the Gen 4 Deere, the Pro 1200, Pro 700. It's a very universal solution. Uh, you know, I... I I've worked in precision ag for a long time and um, whenever anyone would say ISO control, you know, you kind of just cringed and hope, hope you weren't the guy that, right. that had to work on it. And, and you know, and, and to be honest, when we said we're going this route, that was the thought I had yeah. was, oh no, I'm going to be that guy. Yeah. But uh, it works very, very well. I've been very impressed at the compatibility the just the ease of use i mean it's still iso we've tried to make it look a little better than the 1980s look sure but you know there is a little bit of that we're just limited very you're limited on what you can do but again it it's just the performance has been been great i mean well that's what matters exactly you know have we stubbed our toe on a few things absolutely but we got a great group of of engineers a great team behind that and they they generally, I mean, I've had them fix things within hours, you know, sure. I'll call it, Hey, this, this is just really something's wrong here. Yeah. And you know, get on the phone with our engineer and he's like, Oh yeah, well, give me a minute. And you know, and next thing you know, he's sending me a, a new software to load up and hmm. away we go. So, I mean, that was early years. Now we've, it's been out long enough. We've got all the, the major bugs out of it. So sure. But, uh, hmm. you know, we got, Dry product coming for that. Dry, dry control. Um, potato. We, we got some software. We can run some potato planters on that. Really? Stuff, so. I was going to ask, you know, um, you guys have really been deep into planters and stuff. What do you see with the future of planter fertilizer? Are, are guys wanting to maybe go more strip till and get that off of the planter? Or is it something that you just... Now, especially with the integration with deer, you just see more and more planters rolling out with fertilizer on them. Yeah, I mean, planters is obviously our number one. We see a lot of it, but you know, strip tills 
the guys are talking about it. I mean, in, in the every year you see a little increase, you know, especially the spring strip strip fresheners are pretty hot right now. Get a lot of get a lot of uh, quotes for systems on that kind of stuff. Just yeah. guys wanting to split up their application, band it, become you know when you're banding it, obviously you're more efficiently placing that fertilizer. Yep. Yeah, you know, spreading their risk out so you're not putting it all on at the same time. Just there's right. a lot of things that make sense, you know. Yeah. So Yeah, we're seeing a big push on strip till and but at the same time we're hanging just as many tank brackets on planters too. So I don't think it's ever going away. Um, you know, we're getting to the point now to where in the past, maybe a guy could only carry, you know, a uh, hundred gallons on his planter. Well, now, oh, yeah. geez, I mean, he's got 200 on the wings. He's got 500 in the center and, and maybe a front tank too. Absolutely. And, uh, he's rolling through there pretty heavy, but he can cover some acres. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's, I don't see it going away. I, and, and then you've got the bean side. It seems like there's been an uptick in mm-hmm. not only in furrow, but maybe now some two by two. I just saw something come out with Bex recently where they were messing around with some nitrogen two by two on soybeans and seeing seeing some mm-hmm. decent numbers. So yeah, I don't see it slowing down. Not not at all. I mean, you look at the technology coming for in furrow products, whether it be micros and fungicides or you know whatever yes. biologicals. A lot of that stuff, you know, you don't want to you want to put it where it needs it that stuff ain't cheap right and, and there's a lot of them have a positive return yep you know and as as margins get tighter we're looking for something we can have a little bigger win on that's a lot of guys will look to that so. yeah i agree i think we'll see plenty of that um on the you know we've installed a few of the the planter kits and those are pretty sweet the sentinels and and running all that through iso we've We've gotten our feet wet there. It's definitely, definitely a good system. And now that it's integrated with deer, you see them pushing out through, um, through the the deer dealership all the time, and then you see a lot of planters rolling with uh, with planter tanks on them and in that diaphragm pump sticking out the back. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, you look at the future of a fertilizer. You know, you see, you know, deer has an exact shot and, you know, some other people have had that dosing proceed, you know, I don't know where that goes, but, you know, it's some pretty neat technology that's coming down the road. I mean, the concept really isn't new. Uh, Capstan had it for quite a few years. Uh, Yield 360's got it. So, you know, there's probably some merit to that. Sure. Um, Shifting gears over to the semi tender trailers um let's talk about those we've got a quick draw here in the shop we're getting ready to install here in the next week or so um let's talk about your quick draw because i'm just familiar enough with it to, to to describe to someone what it does but that thing's pretty sweet yeah absolutely yeah our, our quick draw spray tender uh how do i uh, easy way to explain it is basically you add you, you put a as applied recipe in the controller so whether that be quarts, pints, ounces per gallon, whatever, you build that recipe, assign it a load order, um, give it a name, obviously, um, and that controller will save that recipe. So what I say, if, if, tell guys, is if you can remember what you called that recipe, it'll store up to about 500 recipes in that controller. You can recall that recipe. You know, obviously, we got to make sure our, our, 
or chemicals are attached to the right valve on the side, but tell it how many gallons you want of that or acres. We can tell it in either way and it's going to mix that load for you. Um, the flow meter we use to measure that chemical in there is, is a very accurate flow meter. It's a half a percent error. doesn't need calibrated. We don't have to tell it how many, you know, the density of the product or anything like that. Um, it, it, it's, it's called a mass meter. So we're, we're scale in motion is another name that the, the manufacturer describes it as. So we're weighing that product as it flows through there. And then we're measuring the density of that product. And then we can figure that to back to gallons, how many gallons of that product. So hmm. that's how it's so accurate. I mean, cause when you look at, you know, chemicals, you might have a eight pound crop oil, you might have an 18 pound product coming right back in. And how do we measure that accurately? And that's where we came up with that mass meter. I shouldn't say we came up, we started using it. They've been using it in industrial applications for a long time. Um, but, uh, Hmm. Again, very accurate flow meter. So what I say is, you know, if you can't measure that accurately, there's not a whole lot of point in automating that right. process. Yeah. Um, so a general statement, we can cut your load times in about half if you're, you know, manually mixing them. Um, we do that very accurately. We do it safe. It's a closed system. You're not handling the product. And uh, we do it fast, you know, a uh, uh, thousand gallon load seven to eight minutes while you stand there and watch it run so wow um, and and it completely controls and regulates your three inch honda pump too correct, right correct yeah so kind of how the system works we we the the your transfer pump's going to pump under pressure into the quick draw so whether it be water 28 whatever you're using as a carrier we pump it in under pressure um the loads kind of broke up into three phases of a preload. So we're going to put some carrier in the sprayer before we put the chemicals in. So, and that, and, and that can be sent in a percentage of the load. Let's just say we're going to put 10% of the carrier in as a preload when that happens. You know, and that when that is flowing in, it's flowing through a three inch line inside of there. So we get full, I will say full flow, 250, 300 gallons is pretty common with a three inch pump. Um, when uh not once we get that preload in there we transition over to what i call the chemical phase we close that three inch bypass off open up a passageway across the venturi so there's a venturi inside the cabinet and then that creates the suction to pull the product in from the tote so we don't need any pumps tote pumps or anything additional to the quick draw the the suction generated with that with that venturi from the carrier flowing across it is what draws that product in. So that pulls them through that mass meter to measure the, the, the actual product. Um, and then we open and close the valves to control that. They're kind of, they're a smart valve on the side. Um, they're a can valve. They give us feedback of position and so on and so forth. So we know, hey, it's closed. We're not just relying on sending the signal out there and hoping it closed. We right. have confirmation that that valve closed. So in between each chemical, we rinse that out, uh, flush that, that product all out into the sprayer before we start the next one. So we don't have any concentrated chemicals coming, you know, head to head. Sometimes that can cause some cottage cheese type textured stuff mm -hmm. to, to be made. And then 
Um, so we can do up to nine products automatically. We have uh, three different models, a four product, a six product, and a nine product. Um, so we can do up to nine automated products. Additional to, to that, during the recipe, we can do up to five manually added products. That's something where you're measuring yourself and putting in through like the eductor, whether it be on your trailer or on your sprayer, will tell you how many full jugs and the partial ounces. We do that math for you. So it'll pop up on the screen and say, really? hey, I need two, two and a half uh, gallon jugs and then, you know, 68 ounces as a remainder so it, it kind of makes you you don't have to get your calculator out anymore that's for sure wow. but uh so once it gets all those chemicals and it does a, a long 10 second rinse just to make sure everything is flushed out and then we'll transfer back over to that three inch bypass being back open and and it'll top the sprayer off so there's an electromagnetic flow meter that's measuring all that carrier whether it be water or whatever and when it gets to the whatever that calculated amount is it'll it'll shut down kills the motor closes the valves there's an optional air purge valve you can put on there where we use the truck's air supply and push that that product out of the hose into the sprayer so you're not handling a, a heavy three inch hose full mm -hmm. of product and that's all automatic you know to the end of the batch so hmm. Um, we make a as mixed report for every batch so you can put your client farm and field information into the controller you know before you start the batch you tell it hey what field I'm in hit the go and then it it'll it saves that uh, report and you can get that back out with our um, there's a iPad app that kind of coincides and a Wi-Fi router built into that controller and that's how we get our recipes in and then the history back out so, so yeah, it's, I think we're about 10 years into that product line and it has evolved a lot yeah. know, over that time from the first ones all the way up to what we see now. So what, this was a question I meant to ask earlier on. What was the first product from Surefire? Liquid, liquid systems. Okay. On planners. Oh, like that, like that, uh, diaphragm pump. Sure. Okay. Um, metering tube was born very early in quick draws or not quick draws sure points existence just basically out of a need for um i think it was act grow that that kind of came to us and said hey we have this really thick goopy product that we want to distribute evenly across the planter and uh josh who is our is our gm now josh walters he was he was he's an engineer and he had a epiphany one day and said hey uh, we could do this. So hmm. that's where metering tubes. So that, that really early on that, I think that's what differentiated us was that metering tube along with that, um, very reliable diaphragm pump. And then all our systems have electromagnetic flow meters uh, on there. So reliable reliability and accuracy is, is what we're after. Yeah. You know, we're not the cheapest one out there, but Right. You know, from a, a cost perspective, you want something reliable and accurate or you want something cheap. They kind of most generally don't go hand in hand together. Right. So, um, yeah. So that quick draw system, that, that thing's pretty sweet. I've talked to a lot of guys about that and, uh, that changes the game for spraying. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just taking the guesswork out of it and 
you know, maybe measuring something out. Oh shoot. Was that, was that ounces or, <laughs> or pounds that I just measured? You're exactly right. I mean, it, 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 it takes one of the more stressful processes of spraying, you know, the spraying process loading. There's a lot of, a lot of chances for you to make oh, some man. mistakes in that whole process. Right. And it automates that and makes it, you know, easier, more accurate. It's just guys that have it, you know, it, they they kind of equate it to like auto steer yeah you know it just it just you know they didn't know it they needed it till they had it and they're yeah. like you ain't you ain't never getting rid of this thing yeah so yeah and you know you you feel like maybe you mix something wrong and so you're driving by that field for like the next seven days to wait for <laughs> it to turn brown and <laughs> absolutely yeah. but yeah that's that's pretty cool. So we talk planners, we talk quick draw. What what else does Surefire SurePoint offer? So we offer um, the Dawn product line of row cleaners. Okay, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we just took that on. Um, just this spring was our first, or this selling season was our first year. So we got the GFX row cleaner, yep. hydraulic trailing design. Um, that again runs through an ISO controller. Um, we also have their closing wheel options, yep. the, the M series closing wheels, um, screw adjust row cleaner, and then next year we have some more products coming from that that line. So yep. something kind of different for us, you know. It's not not fertilizer, it's not a, a sure. tendering system, but it's something on the planner, something we're familiar with. So yep, yep. absolutely. Um, we also sell a our Spartan um, chemical, you know, direct inject. Type yep. pump, so we have that that uh, put a lot of those on anhydrous bars, you know, with the nitrogen stabilizers, um, on planters with different, you know, insecticides and some fungicides and whatnot. So okay, um, pairs well with our systems, obviously. Yeah. Um, so it's a good system. It's robust. It's cast iron pumps. It's not like. You know, some of our competition uses like a plastic design. It seems like, well, we get we have to rebuild this every year, every other year. It's it's not that. You know, it's a very robust pump. So sure. Um, but uh, we have a uh, fertigation injection pump that we sell. Uh, we call that our marksman. Again, uh, we're measuring that. You can control it with your phone. You know, remote connectivity for you know pumping fertilizer in through. Um, irrigation center pivots, okay. some, some other stuff, but that's, you know, that's the, the main stuff there. So, hmm. but, uh, interesting. Yeah. Now, will you be down at Louisville? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I'll be down there all week. We got a, I can't think of our booth number right off our head, but, uh, you know, we're at the end of, uh, that main row where all the big, the big guys are. So, sure. Uh, but yeah. Any new products coming out here in the near future? Not anything too exciting. Putting a lot of effort into the quick draw cloud, so hopefully that'll be coming here in the near future where we can we can uh, have a cloud solution for the recipes and the the history, um, just in advancing that uh, Sentinel ISO uh, controller, adding you know dry products, seeding that kind of just adding some capabilities. So. Neat stuff coming, just not not anything cool and shiny to to touch and feel. So sure, yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, we've gotten real familiar with a lot of the the SurePoint products, and uh, 
we I forget where we ever first connected. It it's been maybe probably just through some quotes and stuff uh, through Surefire at the time, and then uh, we connected again this summer at uh, the Farm Progress show. Yep, Cody and I about died of hunger <laughs> out there, and uh, if if you've ever been out there, it's uh, it's rough getting food and. And Cody and I, we went to go get food at like 1130 and the line was so long. And, um, then we went to this one place we were waiting in line and they had ran out of food and we were, it got to be like three o'clock and we were like, man, we've been walking all day. We are starving. (laughs) And we stumbled across Drew in the surefire booth and they were cooking out back. And he's like, Hey, if you're hungry, go out back. And I I think we cleaned off that grill. (laughs) We were starving. Absolutely. Had those uh, stuffed hot peppers. Any other day, I probably wouldn't have eaten one. (laughs) (laughs) They were so hot. But I was starving. Yes, sir. Yeah, we try to... I don't know. It's just... It's something fun we can do and kind of breaks up the monotony of the farm show. It's kind of... Yeah. We cook dinner every every lunch every day. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you know, it's outside and, you know, that's cool. Um, And then at Farm Science Review... We, we all stayed, I only stayed, I think, maybe one night, but at uh, the Deer Creek Lodge. Absolutely. That was, that was a good time. I yeah. I never stayed there, and it was a beautiful place. And yeah. And to hang out with some cool people and meet some new friends. And, yeah, yeah. It, that's fun. It's a nice place to hang out. And they, of course, just renovated that place, and so they've got the outdoor setting and, and the fire pits and stuff. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. No, that was a good week. Yeah. The stuff like that makes the farm shows like I remember some shows you'll go to and you just go back to the hotel and it's like, I guess we'll just go to bed now. But really farm science review, it's like what happens at the show is great. But like if you can go hang out with people in the evening, that's a lot of fun too. Absolutely. I, I really look forward to farm shows cause I, I'm my own guy out here. It's sure. just me. <laughs> yeah. And it's a good time to get with, you know, my the fellow TMs or people from the office that come out to work the show. So I have a, I have a lot of fun at farm shows just hanging out with you sure. know, you know, my comrades. So Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure you'll have a full team there next week. Oh, absolutely. I think there's be I think around eight of us will be be down there. So yeah, we'll I'll leave Monday morning. We'll set up Monday and Tuesday and Great. Be there for the the marathon of the show. So. There you go. Yeah. Last year was packed. Yeah. We're we're gonna have a booth um upstairs i call it upstairs yeah, in the big room yep and then we'll have our standard booth in the oh, west wing got you just because last year there were times it was so packed that you couldn't even walk around the hall and we would be dead in the west wing and it would be loaded up top oh, i got you and yeah. uh so i was like we called up there maybe a couple months ago and they had a spot open and it's just down the way from salford okay well, so out for you guys Absolutely. yeah we're gonna try it it's yeah. a 10 by 20 and cool so maybe catch some guys that we didn't downstairs upstairs and for sure see what we get yeah absolutely no i'm i look forward to the show every year it's yeah it's long but it's it's always a good show so it's great it's great it's a lot of fun absolutely no doubt well drew i've taken up enough of your time today i really appreciate you coming over and and doing the podcast absolutely i yeah i thank you for the invite and be able to have a little conversation with you it was fun yeah we'll definitely have to do more of them in the future this is i don't even know what episode this is maybe in the 40s or 50s but we're starting to climb up there and and it's just something that you got to keep doing absolutely you know our 
our YouTube channel is like nine years old and it's just now really starting to chug, you know, it's always been pretty decent, but you can now upload a video and get a solid thousand views, which for guys like Brian Brown, where you're at today, that's, that's comical. Um, but, uh, for just pure educational videos that that's decent. Absolutely. And so we're getting to that point where we can upload those videos and I'm excited to do one on this quick draw for sure. When we get that thing buttoned up, we'll have to do one on and show everyone, you know, I'm sure you have videos on it too, but just show everyone what the heck it does. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be more than happy to come over and and run through that and maybe we can put some water in it, bump it around and, and do some of that fun stuff. So cool. Well, that's all we've got today, guys. Appreciate you tuning in and thanks a lot, Drew, for coming over. Absolutely. All right. Thank you.